0: hello and welcome to another episode of fintech focus tv with me toby babb uh today i am delighted to be joined all the way from washington by adam zarazinski adam how are you
1: i'm good how are you
0: yeah really good thank you really good Listen, uh, it's been lovely getting to know you and talking a little bit so, so far today. Um, and we've heard, uh, I've, I've, I've been hearing the story of uh, Inca Digital, really, really exciting space. As I sort of intimated to you beforehand, if you were to put a bingo of all the hot words at the moment out in the, uh, the financial market space, surveillance, data, crypto, you're right in the thick of all of it. Um, you were very, very kindly referred over to me and introduced to me by Ray Kahn, who's a previous uh, guest on the show. Who's, uh, who's giving you the sort of build-up of, of the James Bond of the sector uh, with a fascinating background, uh, which I've been hearing a lot, a lot about, and I love that. Um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and there's loads and loads of us to talk about, and I want to hear all the journey and all the detail. But before we get into that, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and then, and then the, the Inca Digital story so far, and a little bit about what you guys do, please?
1: Yeah, I'm happy to. I'm um, flattered by the James Bond comment. <laughs> than, uh, I'm... Probably closer to, I don't know, whatever the the dorky lawyer version of James.
0: <laughs> That's a book waiting to happen.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, born in born and raised in Chicago, um, and uh, eventually um, through some earlier travels um, and and work internationally. I found my way to Interpol, um, so I was doing I was doing uh, criminal intelligence work um, in Lyon, France uh, for Interpol. Um, that is that's where I met the the co-founder of Inca Digital. Uh, his name's Evgeny, um, and and what we were doing for Interpol essentially was was OSINT, open source intelligence uh, collection and analysis, unlike. James Bond, where you know, like human intelligence and stealing secrets is uh, is the name of the game. Most most real intelligence work is is from open data. You know, um, the bad guys typically aren't the brightest, um, and uh, you know, post their their drugs or their guns or whatever Ill- illegal activity they're doing on Facebook. Um, so it's just a matter of, it's just a matter of finding it. Um, So so what we were doing uh, back then was uh, going out, finding these um, pieces of human generated information, whether it's from Facebook or Reddit or from a chat channel um, or or a website, whatever it happens to be, um, and uh, turning those those pieces of information into data. Uh, And then you leveraging an early version of Splunk Uh, to combine those data sets into useful intelligence for um, federal law enforcement agencies all around the world. So uh, think the FBI and other versions of the FBI globally. So he and I did that for a while, uh, and then we went our separate ways. So um, Evgeny went on to lead network security for the Bank of France. Um, He's a computer science professor at Sorbonne. Uh, I went to uh, Michigan Law Uh, And then I joined the Air Force as a judge advocate. So I was a a prosecutor for two years, and then I deployed to Afghanistan and did operations and intelligence law for about a year, and then came back and did the same thing stateside. That said, though, nights and weekends, almost um, immediately upon joining the Air Force, I started trading crypto um, with with Afghani. That's how we got into the space. And what we were doing back then was fairly similar to what we were doing for Interpol, we are going out um, and, you know, as I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll discuss further, um, most crypto data is it's open source. Um, it's, it's just a matter of going out and, and collecting it and then finding useful chunks of information in this really large swath of data. So uh, we went out, uh, we collected data, um, we pulled it into Splunk and then we used that to make informed investment decisions in the space. So um, we did that for a while, we did well, and then we thought, hey, you know, maybe there's something here, maybe we can start um, you know, selling shovels instead of digging for gold. Um, so that was in March, April, 2018. We've run with it ever since. So we, we stopped trading altogether, we started building out um, a full infrastructure for data collection um, and analysis. And now we serve uh, financial institutions all around the world with with data analytics on, on the digital asset ecosystem,
0: which is an incredible sort of uh, turn of events, isn't it? To get from there 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 to there, and I love those sort of stories. I, I'm I'm fascinated about sort of startup journeys, uh, and I love you know those sort of uh, you know bedroom to boardroom sort of, sort of uh, journeys that people go on. So two two years, you've been uh, uh, running you know running a business in in uh, and what are two years to be doing that? You know, 20, 2019 we sort of uh, Finish on, on a high, we were sort of seeing the various curves of the crypto hype cycle moving probably in, in the right direction, which has continued to do, right? You know, right now, as time of, uh, of talking, it's, uh, it's never been better in that sort of crypto world, I guess, has it? But we, we also see, on one side, this hugely um, you know, uh, tumultuous socioeconomic scenario coming, coming along. And in the other, this uh, you know this burgeoning sort of crypto story that, that, that's that's happening. So you've got this uh, navigation of a business in extraordinary volatile times uh, to 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 manage both the humanitarian side and then, and and then the business side at the same time. Tell me a little bit about that journey and how starting a you know or running a two-year-old business that would have been just a bait you know a baby at that sort of stage of when this, yeah. this really started kicking off has impacted and how you how you've managed to do well with it.
1: We were, ba- I mean, you're right. We were all we were babies. I was a baby. I, I like literally knew nothing going into this, mm-hmm. right? I, I knew that I we know you know we know open source intelligence, but that was it, right? I mean, we didn't even have neither of us had any experience in financial services mm-hmm. um, going into this. I guess two things. The first is I'm always amazed by the willingness of busy people to help. Um, you know, so I, I was leaving the military and I joined this, um, this program, which I'll, I'd actually like to plug on your show, show called American Corporate Partners. Um, and all they do is they help people leaving the military that are starting a new career get settled. Like it can be through connections or through advice, mentoring, whatever it was, um, whatever it is. So, uh, we had, I, I applied for that program and, um, and uh, his name is John Palazzo, has been a mentor uh, for me um, over the past two years, and he's, he's who got us our start. Um, we, we kind of gave him kind of the rough um, structure of what we wanted to do, and, and he made, started making introductions, uh, starting, started getting us on our feet, um, and, and from there, his intros led to other intros, right, which just we just started building out our network, um, and all very Busy people. He's he's in the um, the C-suite of Intelligent Cross, you know, but still takes time to talk to me. You know, back then it was like on a daily basis. Um, so that that's the first thing. Just other people helping. Um, mm-hmm. The second thing, though, is in terms of like ops and actually running the business. And this is crypto or no, right? Um, I I honestly found like most I bought like all the usual like literature on how to get you know get started in startup and uh and i really didn't find any of it useful honestly uh it it it, to me was mostly like the type of like self-help books that you buy like at the checkout counter in front of like fedex you know when you go like that kind of stuff it just wasn't good it just didn't give you any like practical advice um, so what, what Ev and I did actually, is we, we tried to find companies to model ourselves after like who's, who's operating efficiently and does things a little differently, especially cause we were bootstrapped. Right. So we didn't, we didn't come in with a, with a lot of money. So how do we operate on a shoestring, um, efficiently and quickly build a product? So, um, we, we modeled ourselves, uh, after GitLab, uh, the okay. company, um, yeah. if you know them. So they are um, uh, they're a decentralized team. They work, there's, there's people all around the world and they use their product. They, they use their own product to organize themselves, not only in terms of like DevOps, but also um, like business, biz ops. Um, we, we just did the same thing. So we set up this entire structure on GitLab Um, where all of our operations go there, everything from all the DevOps side, all all, all of of that um, is what GitLab is really made for. Um, But then we also did the same thing for BizOps. So uh, all of our, you know, biz dev people and salespeople, everything, everything goes into GitLab. And that's where we organize and make decisions. Um, And it's worked out well so far. And that was all pre COVID, by the way. So we are we are a distributed team. Everybody's everybody gets to basically work from wherever they want to at any time they want to. There's no like nine to five. Um, they just need to close their issues and get their work done. Um, uh, aside from like a few meetings, um, and that model panned out really well for us post COVID. Yeah. Um, There's zero slowdown. Literally, um, actually, speed up. You know, with everything that you listed out in terms of where we are with you know with um with crypto markets so yeah
0: wow so 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 this so the, the sort of structure of the business was actually a strength going into this so so whilst the you know the rest of the uh the world more or less was, was sort of scrambling to uh position themselves and get used to a new normal this was already your normal right
1: yeah i mean it was honestly just another day in the office from pre to post covid i mean you know we we talked about it in terms of like hey um Please everybody be safe. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that that we would occasionally do is we'd have meetups. So, you know, we would get it would be just like an open invite um, where everybody on the team could come to one location, and we'd be there for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, in in a in a shared house or in a you know in in a hotel um, in different locations. So obviously we've stopped doing those. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that yeah, it it was, it was absolutely a strength. Um, you know, we, we saw, you know, once coronavirus started, um, ops for a lot of companies slowed down. Um, but nothing really changed on our end.
0: Yeah. And that was, that was, uh, you know, more looking around and identifying who you wanted to be like and, and looking at the efficiencies. I presume it's efficiency led was, was around, around that, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so it was, it was in part, in part you like efficiencies, but also I would say um, just uh, an approach to talent acquisition too, uh, which, mm. you know, this is this is your world, right? So mm. um, there are a lot of good devs and, and business people out there, right? Uh, on the business side that for one reason or another, just don't want to go into the office every day from nine to five and be based in New York, mm. you know? Um, so it kind of started out with that hypothesis, like, Hey, I, we think that there's a market out there for people, um, that don't, that, you know, need a flexible schedule, um, but that can still do really good work. Um, so we, we started out with that now that's grown and we've seen some trends in, in terms of getting good, uh, and for us cheap talent, um, things like. Um, once you have this infrastructure in place, it's really easy to just plug in uh, people from anywhere around the world. They've got all their training right in front of them. They've got um, issues lined up for them to tackle. And um, we've, we have found a lot of good developers in Eastern Europe, um, uh, particularly women who have trouble getting hired locally. Um, so there are a lot of like highly trained um, tech background women in Eastern Europe that, for one reason or another, probably sexism don't get hired um yeah, yeah. but we scoop them all up and they're all for
0: <laughs> the perfect mix huh so, yeah. that, so that's 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 sort of come, and, and, I'm, and i'm interested in in the uh you know the space itself because as, as i said you know so sort of intimated yeah. before we've seen uh volatility that's that's, that's uh that's you know, been on a one-way trajectory over 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 recent years and as i said there's been a you know two or three crypto um hype circles at various cycles at various different stages this one seems a bit different to me um you know there was you know the 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 whole ico craze was probably a little bit unfounded before beforehand we've seen a lot of skepticism from investment banks in the first crypto hype cycle uh you know where a lot of people got on and it wasn't quite ready yet and lost a lot of money on it and obviously others others made right now this is starting to look like it's being taken a bit more seriously and uh you know, I'm I'm hearing constant stories of digital exchanges and, and uh, uh, you know growth growth within within the sector and, and governments and and uh, and banks investment banks really starting to take this seriously and move into it and, and it's starting to become a sort of mainline asset class at the same sort of stage. Is is that where we're heading or is this the next uh, is this the next full storm?
1: No, I think you're right. This is where we're heading. Um, you know, I, I think from from the viewpoint of, of Inca Digital, the technology that we've built, and, and, this, and this applies to, to your question on a theoretical level, right? Uh, the technology that we've built uh, is data neutral, right? So uh, to us, um, the hype, the the general hype doesn't necessarily matter. It, it's, it, you know, we long-term, um, we believe in the tech. We believe that um, financial institutions um in addition to retail are going to move into this direction. So, you know, whether it's the ICO hype or um, the DeFi hype, you know, whatever it happens to be, we're kind of neutral. When it comes to those things, we will deliver um, data and analytics around those hype cycles um, to the degree that our clients want them. Um, But you know, if, if Bitcoin short-term sits at 5k too, it doesn't matter. Right. Long-term, um, we, we believe that this industry is going to, you know, this is the next um, evolution of the internet itself, right? Mm. Um, now, all that said, I think you're right. I, I, I think um, that um, many, um, and I should say at the outset, Incas B2B only. Um, and at the outset, I think a lot of larger financial institutions have moved from digital assets overall being a Being like a passive interest, something where, like, you know, there was hype around it. And so they're like, okay, we need to create an office for, you know, blockchain products and let's toss a couple people there and have them go to conferences. That's like what it seemed to me to be for the past, like, couple of years. But I'd say over the past year, it has absolutely shifted from that to um, these organizations taking it seriously realizing um, not only the power of technology, but actually giving um, their own internal offices money and power to make decisions. Um, we've seen it, right? I mean, just, just in, our own, in our own dealings, you know, we've got um, a number of, of hedge funds on board now that I, I wasn't expecting. Um, you know, we have the Commodity Futures Trading Commission as a client, and um, they are they're consuming a lot of data and, um, and looking really deeply into this space. Um so I, I agree. I think it's I think it's moving in um, in the direction of every single bank, every single large financial institution will um, play some role um, with blockchain.
0: Definitely. You, you um you you touched on a point earlier on, uh, and we moved, sort of moved on from it, uh, moved on for it, but I just want to bring it back into play. Yeah. You mentioned about your sort of journey into into this and uh, sort of having you know, find the right sort of mentors. I am always, always amazed about uh, how people from the services uh, can adapt so quickly into it. So I started a business two years ago, with, you know, as you said, um, with no real financial services uh, experience or network and then to accelerate to where you are today with a uh, you know, globally run business, which has got a, a pathway in front of it that is tremendously exciting. How's that speed of, speed of evolution happened? And why do the services excel so much at, at sort of a, a affording people that sort of, you know, it can take people 20 years to get that sort of level of experience and network. And it seems that, you know, good service people quite often come out and are able to sort of uh, hack that system to, to, you know, to move themselves, uh, you know, further forward and, and, you know, on the snakes and ladder, find the ladder very quickly and move up it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think honestly, I mean, there's no like secret sauce, right? And I'm not like I'm not like particularly intelligent at all. I I think at the end of the day, it probably just comes down to willingness to grind it out, you know. Um, you know, it's funny because like the way the way that you said it was um that like two years is amazingly fast from from where um, where we were to where where we are now. And like when I when I like when I take a step back and like if I was if I was reading about a company that went from there to here in two years I would also think like oh wow that's like really fast but when you're in it it yeah. it, it feels like you know it's such a grind like like I haven't taken a day off in two years I you know mm-hmm. I work you know whatever crazy hours you know um, and I enjoy it I'm not I'm not complaining at all but um, I think honestly I think part of it is just maybe most of it is persistence and luck more than anything Mm. else, you know, um, keep keeping at it despite failures or despite people telling you that you're going to fail. And then, and then also a little bit of luck with people willing to help and and being able to ask for help too, I I think Mm. is also, you know, is also part of it, you know, people like Ray, right. Who, you know, like I met and I, and talked to, and we have a common shared interest and um, and he's given great advice over the past year. I'm in mean, connection yeah. things like that. So, um, I think honestly, that's, a, that's, a, yeah,
0: well, look, it's, 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 uh, like you say, no secret source, but being, but, uh, being open to people and, and, uh, asking for help and networking, it's, it's, it, you, you were very humble there about talking about the lack of, uh, or the luck that was involved in it. But I think, uh, you know, when you're putting yourself in the right position, that luck generally tends to find the right people alongside it as well. And having a great idea and finding the right the right sort of area, which is always the uh, the big part of that. And we touched on that earlier on. You know, we look at um, uh, data. Um, you know, the new oil, the new gold, whichever way you want to you you, you want to term it. Surveillance is is you know another area which we've been uh, which we which we're talking about consistently and constantly in you know the talked about asset class in in uh, in financial markets at the moment. T- tell me about what you're seeing, seeing there and, and and how you're actually ad- as a business now adding value to the industry uh, yeah. and and you mentioned there the hedge funds and and you know the people who are now starting to you know, to speak to you and and take you on as, as as clients what's What's the benefit that you're bringing to them and how are you helping those companies?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah so i'll talk it I'll talk about it within uh, crypto and and blockchain kind of writ large. Use cases, yeah, but yeah. I actually I think it's applicable beyond that. Um, so I see open data more generally um, having a very um, important role to play across markets. It, it doesn't matter if that's it's everything from traditional finance to insurance to even national security. There have been multiple times in my um, in my military career where. I, important intel is on Twitter before anybody uh, in the national security community had any clue that that thing was happening. <laughs> right? Um, and um, that is the power of open source information. And I think, yeah. um, as uh, you know, as more people come online, and as as, as Uh, more people have access to to fast internet, this is is only going to increase. So um, uh, open source information, I think there there is an important future generally. Um, Specific to to crypto, um, the the important element is not only that um, all of the important data sets are open source, um, but because crypto is, uh, and the way that the markets move, sometimes uh, don't move like traditional markets, it is really important uh, to take an ecosystem-wide approach to this marketplace, right? So it's, it's not just doing time series analysis on, you know, the order books of the exchanges that you're interested in. It's also not just um, you know, looking, uh, you know, using blockchain forensics tools to identify wallets. Um, those are all important pieces to a much larger puzzle, which is taking all of these open data sets, whether it's financial data from exchanges or um, from derivatives markets or uh, technical data, right? Um, doing all of those blockchain forensics, um, looking at GitHub repositories even fuzzing the strength of code that sits behind these projects Um, or natural language data, right? So how news affects these markets, how sentiment affects the markets, Mm -hmm. how a decision from the people's bank of China um, Mm -hmm. can, can throw crypto uh, one way or another, right? Um, All of these things um, cannot be looked at with blinders on. They need to be, they need to be looked at holistically. Um, And that, that right there is what, we, is what we allow our clients to do. We pull in data across the digital asset ecosystem to include our own clients' data, to include going out and sourcing third-party data where it makes sense, um, and bring it all together in one place uh, in a clean and consumable format. And then we work with them um, to, to analyze the data in, um, in the way that they need. Um, while showing our math along the way so there are no black box no black box analytics um, they get to see everything that we do how we calculate things for example like a 51 percent attack cost there are a dozen ways to do that um, and on a network and and we show all of them at the same time in the math that we used um, to get to to get to the answer um, so it's it's things like that um, that are super important for this market but again I think Um, Are going to be more important for for um, uh, multiple industries as we kind of move from these private data lakes to uh, a more important
0: um, open data. It's amazing, isn't it? It's just that it's it's, there's there's so many different strands of opportunity and so many things that can be done, uh, you know, with greater efficiency, with greater upside. And 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 I I think um, you know what you're doing here is is moving yourself into in into an area where we've seen. Um, well we 've seen unicorns emerge right there are there are very similar sort of stories about um journeys that that you 're on um with companies that have had some you know, and uh you know acquisition in similar sort of areas from companies like nasdaq at multi you know, multi-billion level et cetera et cetera So a really really exciting sort of project of, of where you 've going as you say over the last two years yeah I, I know i feel it having you know started the business myself about how when you're in it you never quite give yourself the appreciation of exactly where you've been or where you've come from right uh, and you're always thinking about what more you could be and how quickly you can get to get to somewhere but tell us a little bit about where you are now and what the uh what the next couple of years looks like and what you know what you're seeing is as, as the the next sort of exciting steps in the journey for you
1: yeah 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 so we've um you know, our client acquisition hypothesis to date has been to go out, identify maybe 10 different verticals um, of, of different types of financial institutions um, that are kind of stepping into this space. But, you know, earlier this year, it was, it was a little early, right? Um, and, to, and to deeply collaborate with them, right? To, to understand their needs, to understand their use cases, um, understand how they work as an organization. Um, and make sure that we have all of the tools at our disposal um, to serve not only them, but every other client that looks in, uh, exactly like them. Moving into 2021, which I agree, is, is where we're going to see um, an uptick, right? So, um, you know, I kind of, um, I, I liken us to Subway as a data analytics provider, um, part and part because I'm always thinking about Uh, food Um, so so we have all of this we basically have uh, a lot of different options for consuming our data right so you've got the easy stuff like all the stuff that's on the board you can you can order the meatball sandwich or the tuna melt and all the ingredients are right there or you've got all of these different options for meat and cheese and bread and there's you know know, unlike subway you know thousands of options for us we can make whatever kind of sandwich you want and um, not only that, but we've got to, we've got tools to um, to to help the people that are making the sandwiches, right? So we have our own machine learning uh, machine learning module. We have our own natural language processing modules, um, and these things are kind of like you know um, the subway toaster uh, that toasts your bread really fast, or all the you know the the knives and forks that they use to uh, to put the sandwich together. So we've got kind of this suite of tools. All of the data sitting there, and then uh, we work with our clients uh, to easily put all that stuff together. Um, so we've we've learned a ton over the past uh, the past year um, working with clients like the CFTC, like Haymeyer, and the Bermuda Monetary Authority, um, and we're expecting just like you said an, an explosion of growth. Um, coming into next year and in fact we've already seen it i mean just just this month well like november alone um we've we've gotten more traction with newer clients um than i think um the speed with which it it has happened hasn't happened for our company yet and i think it's because of it's because of market traction just like you said
0: and that, and that's where you see, you see it as happening the market you know driving that that sort of play and taking you along with the uh, you know with the with the surf at the same sort of stage
1: yeah yeah i think it's you know it's a mixture of enthusiasm around price but it's not just that right i mean I, I also think it's um um some well there there's some you know it there's more interest because of the big names that are going into crypto now right um you know uh, PayPal, as an example, um, uh, is was was huge for the market, right? Mm. Um, but then also, I think generally speaking, and you, and you talked about this at the start, right? The fact that we are at this um, inflection point with coronavirus, with the stimulus uh, packages that have gone through, with the amount of money that the Fed is printing, um, I think that markets are looking for new uh, new ways to hedge. And crypto is going to be one of
0: those. Do you know what? That's a really interesting point. Um, and, and, and one that we haven't actually sort of covered on the show, you know, the show too so much so far. And we've had you know, nearly 100 people um, uh, interviewed over the, the course of the last few, you know, few few months. And I think it's really interesting when you talk about that because the stimulus packages and the, you know, the, the never printing is driving, you know, you know, financial services into a very, very different sort of, uh, Horizon over the next couple of you know, couple of years, and, and it absolutely makes sense that, you know, that that something like this would come you know, you know, would come on and be as relevant as it has. And is is that what you see as really driving the uh, you know, the whole the whole crypto movement at the moment? That sort of and why big companies and, and uh, you know, as I say, you know, investment banks and hedge funds and and, uh, and governments are sort of launching into it, for where where they've probably held back a little bit more conservatively in the past
1: yeah i i think it's it, it's part of it i mean i don't i don't think it's the only driver you know yeah. even even with like this like the current price action it's it's just it's it's a mixture of of multiple factors right one of which i think is this absolutely um but even at you know even at the national level you know something that we haven't talked about at all yet is um kind of like the geopolitical implications of cryptocurrency too um, you know, and, and, and what this means for um, the West and the United States in particular, vis-a-vis um, what China is doing, right, to create their own central bank digital currency um, and what it means for their Belt and Road Initiative and what it means for U.S. sanctions against Venezuela um, and North Korea. Um, all of those things, I think, are also driving some innovation, um, kind of that, that nexus between, um, um, you know, the national security community. Um, and, and financial markets, I think, is also there, right? Um, um, especially at the government level, they, um, they know that these problems are, are, are coming. Um, you know, yeah. that um, even at the national level, a lot, of com- uh, a lot of countries are now developing their own CBDCs. And I know personally, right, that the U.S. government is looking into how does that affect the power of the U.S. dollar globally? How does that affect the power of the um, Western financial system um, yeah. what, is, what what does it mean right um, so and, and then those things obviously trickle down into into you know banks being interested in, in in what's happening in these markets too so
0: it's effectively a, a a sort of financial space race isn't it if you if you're looking at that on and particularly on a on a you know, political basis with everything we've seen so far and, and uh, you know if we look back over some of the rhetoric of the, the Trump administration in particular, you know, with, with, uh, with China and relations out there, it's very, very interesting that uh, to see where, where it, where it goes on. And that's, that's probably a whole nother show to be fair. <laughs> and, and one, which, you which will have its, uh, its whole question marks around that as well. There's a debate for you, for you to have, which we can move on to. Yeah. Uh,
1: no, yeah. we And we are, so we, you know, we, we work with um, a number of um, intelligence agencies and, and parts of the department of defense do exactly that to kind of, to look at, not, not, we're not talking like, you know, the criminal stuff or, or, you know, terrorist financing type stuff, but um, from a, uh, you know, a, a near peer competition, long-term um, what is, crypt- how is crypto going to affect um, global markets?
0: Mm. Yeah. So, so let, let's let's I could talk about this for days, and, uh, and and I've just seen how far you know we're we're uh, we're lurching towards over overrunning. So, yeah, yeah. so, we'll, so, we will so we'll come back on that, and we'll, we'll talk we'll talk again. But, but um, you know, as we lurch towards the uh, you know the, the the end of the year, as I say, and, and uh, you know this is this is filmed at the very start of December, and our, my Christmas tree is echoed by your Christmas tree there behind your shoulder. Um, that's the American style, I, I assume. Um,
1: yeah, I got, I got that. I got. I bought that off uh, of a of a guy at a uh, at a cowboy
0: bar in New Mexico. <laughs> no, there's a story. There's, this is also another another program that's definitely going to have to have a follow up. Yeah. Past past watershed off camera, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure there's plenty of stories, plenty of stories like that, which I'm looking forward to next time I'm out your way, <laughs> which is which is going to be <laughs> happening, but. Um, I want I want to finish on a on a prediction that we, we you've been um really fascinating there talking about some of the things that 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 are uh, that are happening um you know economically socially politically with, within that one of this the things of of 2020 has been crystal balls have not really worked and no, no one really has predicted other than bill gates exactly what we uh, we had in store over the course of this year T- tell me a little bit about um, your vision and, and what are the trends that we should be looking out for in, in, in your space over 2021?
1: I think 2021 is going to be um, a, a pivotal year um, for digital currency, mm. you know, and, and it's just, it's a, it's cumulative, right. Uh, of, of everything that that we have seen over the past few years, right. With even, you know, this, this, Concept which I don't necessarily fully agree with, but just that um, you know, contact contactless payment as as a concept, and and how do we move to one hundred percent contactless payment because of things like coronavirus, right? Then we have um, you know everything that we talked about with inflation. Um, then we have organiz- you know large financial institutions even before crypto starting to take a serious look. Um, at the blockchain space um, and then we have as you said this kind of like financial space race that's just starting to happen yeah. all of these things are coming together next year um, yeah. and uh, so it's going to be a really interesting time um, and um, it's it's fun too right yeah I mean, definitely uh, it's it's been a lot of fun running Inca Digital, um over the past two years and I think this year is going to be um, even more so
0: well, when, when you talk about that sort of, um, you know, coming together, that seismic coming together of all of those different things, yeah, you know, once one side of it can be fear, right? The other side of it is there is massive opportunity in, in, in times like that. And when you look at 2020 and and the sort of hiatus that is had on, on, on economies um, and businesses in general, I think there is this tremendous, tremendous opportunity that's going to be coming through with uh, people wanting to catch up, people wanting to... Uh, uh, inject stimulus into into global economies and and i for one am really excited i'm going to be even more excited to see the, your sort your of journey because it seems you've got so much right so quickly uh and i'm really really uh going to be watching very very closely to see what happens with you guys and i'm sure it's going to be uh, uh i can absolutely see why ray ray wanted to set this up because it's been great listening and great viewing and uh i hope yeah, everyone man. enjoys it as much as i've had the conversation as well
1: i appreciate it and i appreciate your time seriously it was a uh, it was a good conversation and uh yeah man, thanks
0: likewise, likewise, thank you and thank you all for watching, Uh, we'll see you soon on another episode of FinTech Focus TV Adam, thanks so much, cheers bye